Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Droid Pad Podcast. My name is Tom, and I am guiding you through your experience today. Today, uh, I am joined by both mics, Fleming and Pinto. So we have uh, twice the mic and none of the Megan, unfortunately. So uh, as is tradition, we call this the Droypad Sadcast, and we're missing one of our four friends, but we'll make do. Um, so uh, we'll get the ball rolling today. I am going to start with Mr. Michael Fleming. How are you, sir? You didn't make it to our last session, so I hope all is well. What are you drinking? What are you playing? How's life? What's going on? I am uh, good. I didn't make it last time because I was seeing SpongeBob the Musical at a high school near me because I had If to. you had to give it a school grade, what would you give it? So I'm grading on a like a high school curve or am I actually Yeah, like you're grading a paper. What letter oh, grade would you uh, give? It? I'm going to say B. I I I don't want to be so basic for B. Uh but it's it wasn't quite good enough to be a B plus, but it was better than a B. I know that sounds weird, but like it just it wasn't quite there. So um, I thought it was okay. Eight point five. Um, yeah, sure, exactly. Eight point five. Um, I I went to a, a very um, uh, musically gifted school, so I also am a very biased person. Um, having seen other high schools that are not like the high school I went to, uh, I would say that it was it was pretty darn good i was very impressed by certain people and could see them going on and having a going into theater and potentially doing it i didn't see anyone that stood out like amazing but it was fine it was good but that's why i missed it last week the, pa- the podcast uh, outside of that i am just about done my lime Lacroix because it took us about 35 minutes to start um the podcast tonight uh so as normal i am the beverage boy and have some unsweetened uh leaf water and just some regular water with the crimpit kid on it. So yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm doing well. Outside of that, for games, um, I've been playing a lot of Company of Heroes Three, trying to play through that. It's a very interesting game. So you guys, I don't know if you both ever played Company of Heroes Two, did you? No. No, I've played zero. I may have played a demo of the original Company of Heroes a million years ago, uh, and that's it. Okay. And Pinto, I don't think you've played it, right? No. I'll summarize it with this. In Company of Heroes 2, there were two campaigns, the American campaign and the Russian campaign. The American campaign is much closer to what they did for Company of Heroes 3, where, like, you have, like, a map that you're working off of, and you go to certain areas on the map to have battles, and fortunately, it doesn't seem to have the, the bullshit of Company of Heroes Arden Assault, which was uh, if you lost too many people in battle, the Americans just gave up and surrendered in the war. Yeah, that sucked. Um, so it's, it's clo- <laughs> That's how it works. It's closer to that in terms of how you play. Like, you move around, like, like icons, basically. And then once you engage the Germans, then you have a battle. Um, and then you actually go into the normal... Company of Heroes kind of design game. In the Russian campaign, it was very much like StarCraft, where it's like, okay, we need to take back the city of Stalingrad. We need to take uh, or push them back away from Leningrad. Okay, now we need to take the city of Poznan, which was a fortress for the German army towards the end of the war. Like, there was very clear fights. But in in this game, like I said, it's closer to the Arden Assault. So from that perspective, I don't find the game as good as the Russian campaign because I prefer that. But in terms of its, um, you know, in terms of the graphics, the graphics look just as good. I'm actually surprised because they're not such improvements that they, they couldn't have just made a game like 
less than 10 years or whatever has been since the last nine years, something like that. Um, but it's pretty good. So I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Sons of the Forest. I played that a couple of days when it first came out. It isn't polished. It needs some improvement. Um, I could. It, it has some things, and, and from my understanding, there's a lot of base building schematics you can find, which I never found. So, you know, I probably will like it more when I do some of that kind of stuff, but it's also a game that definitely is more enjoy enjoyable playing as a group of friends. So it's going to be on the bucket list for all of us at some point. And that's pretty much it um, in terms of games. I think that is that is new and interesting. So Mr. Michael Pinto, how are you? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? What are you uh, playing the past week? Tell me about your life. Well, I was born once in August... Yeah, only once. <laughs> if anyone's been born... <laughs> I was born once, died once, came back to life <laughs> once, now I'm here. The, the point was, why did you say once? Yeah, only <laughs> once. If anyone was born more than once, something weird was going on. That's all. Uh, I was born twice, died twice, still alive somehow. A bunch of, bunch of stuff happened, and here I am, uh, drinking water and Coca-Cola out of a uh, Coca-Cola glass, actually. It's a McDonald's glass. I don't I don't know. They must have been running I still have mine, of... too. Yeah. I still have mine from, like, 10, 11 years ago now mm -hmm. when they were doing that. Yeah, they yeah. That I still yeah. have them. I remember, I remember that. But... Uh, I have not been playing too many games because uh, work sucks the life out of me. And uh, when I come home, I'm like, I kind of feel like playing games. And then I end up not playing games. Um, I have been playing a little bit of Resident Evil 4 for the website. I have finished that game. Feels like it took me forever, and that's probably because it did. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I find the end of that game to be nowhere near as thrilling as the beginning. So I'm still looking forward to the remake, which I believe is still coming out this month. I'm not sure. I haven't really kept up on it, but... Hopefully it runs on my computer. Uh, beyond Resident Evil 4, I have been playing uh, A Link to the Past DX still on the Switch. A little bit of Pokemon Sword on the Switch because I'm lazy and I like to lie down when I play video games now. I don't. It's a good way to live life. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've really been playing anything else lately. Uh, right before we started the podcast, I wanted to make sure that sons of the forest could run on my computer so i gave that a little little test run and though it sounded like my uh computer was ready to take off the game does run i i don't think that's even isolated to your gpu or anything pinto because even like I have, I have a 3090 which is by any measure a very high-end graphics card when I play games, it still does the takeoff thing to me on a lot of games. I can even just play Madden and it'll do that. And I've replaced the thermal paste on it and like all this stuff. And it's still like, I, I don't know. I don't think companies are optimizing their graphics settings very well. And it's kind of, it's kind of pissing me off. Yeah, I'd, I'd believe that. I mean, I have the... It's something I run into with my PlayStation 4 as well. I have an old PlayStation 4. Not quite a launch model, but, you know, not too long after launch. And boy, when I play some of the, like, you know, the PlayStation 5's been out for however long now. I don't think uh, support for the PlayStation 4 is going to last much longer. 
So when I play some of those later titles, like, you know, a Resident Evil Re 3 remake, oh boy, does my PlayStation 4 sound like a jet engine, ready, ready to go. Fallout 4, I think it was? Even that, which I would say was midlife at, at latest. You played that on console? Yeah, PlayStation 4. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I, me and uh, my wife play it together. So, okay. And anything that we play together, I generally try to do console. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't use my PlayStation 4 that much anymore anyways, um, which is sad, I guess. Still don't have a PlayStation 5, which uh, we've discussed this before. I'm still not too torn up about. Um, I don't know. I think you're right to wait. Yeah, I'm pr I I didn't read the articles, but I've been seeing some articles popping up about the uh, expected I don't know, launch date of the PlayStation 6 or there is at least talks of the PlayStation 6 already, which is a little surprising considering that people are still having trouble finding and getting PlayStation 5s nowhere near as bad as it was at launch, but considering that we're I believe 3 almost 3 years into the lifespan of the PlayStation 5 and people are still having trouble getting no them. No way. It's, uh... I can't believe it's been that long. Almost, yeah. Almost three years. And there's still not, like, a great library of games for it. Yeah, this is gonna be, like, the lost generation of of consoles, I think. Because I, I feel like I could say the same thing about the what the the xbox brick i can't remember what it's called series x or s that's it thank you i wonder if they are coming out with a six more quickly than a uh a, than like the difference between four and five because the five was such a flop and because they're getting so good with like playstation network and stuff now that like they can get the game to play on both five and six and like potentially even let you play it if you buy digital like on six if you get it or something like that's just my my wonder that's the you know? only way i would see it work is if it's cross-generational and they plan to be cross-generational for quite some time or that it's actually any rumor about a six mm -hmm. is actually like a next gen five yeah I was like a say, slim or something like, like a, that a five x2 or yeah five e yeah. slim something like that yeah i mean like i said i didn't you know i have no real basis in fact for this it's just you know things that caught my eye while browsing through uh, the internet, which people be talking. Yeah, people be talking. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. Uh, Resident Evil Four has been my game du jour recently, and now that I'm done with it, I'll move on to something else. Don't know what yet. Uh, but yeah, Tom, how's Madden? <laughs> I was gonna say you have one up over me because the only game I've been playing is Madden, and it's so. I don't know. I feel like it's embarrassing. Like I, I want to latch on to and play another game. Like Midnight Suns was huge for me, and as soon as I beat like a content update for Midnight Suns, I'm like, well, back to Madden. What do I, what do I do now? I just play Madden, and I have so many games I could play, but it's just, I, I think it really is falling back into the comfort, you know, comfort zone level of gaming because work is incredibly stressful uh things are going on with my work right now that i'm are stressing me out and i'm trying to balance that out and i just don't have that much time either so i feel like i can get in like five or six games of madden 
Or I could play like I played Gloomhaven and I got in one map of Gloomhaven before I got tired and went to bed. And I love Gloomhaven. It's a great game. I would like to play more of it. It just takes so much more thinky power than Madden does that it's difficult to want to do that as like an unwinding activity uh, when I've been using thinky power all day. Uh, and I hate that about myself. I want to be able to use more thinky power to play more fun games that are more than just uh, roll out right through deep pass score touchdown. So uh, I'm working on it. Uh, I have been playing Fire Emblem Engage a little bit um, here or there. I don't think I've touched it so much in the past week, but uh, it is still out there. I have still been playing it. I actually just got a thing of this is great. I actually love this. You can go out on Amazon and you can buy, they sell these little like tiles that are not Amiibos, but they have the same code as the Amiibos and they'll sell them for like five bucks and you can get all of the ones for a game instead of paying like $20 per Amiibo. So I spent like five bucks and I got all the tiles for the Fire Emblem ones so I can unlock all the Fire Emblem shit. Um, Tom, so it's, I, it's, can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you explain to me what Amiibos are? I never... What I never knew. I never know. I don't know. I never knew. They're they're literally just statues. Like they're just action figures. But someone I don't know if they put a microchip or just like some sort of IR thing that can be read in them. Uh or QR code or something. And uh when you tap them to the controller, certain games will give you different benefits. Okay, that's the thing that com always confused me about it. I was like, are they just like little figurines, or I guess there's more to it than that? Like, I know in Smash Brothers, you can like save a character to an amiibo, and you can like give them extra levels and power ups and stuff. Um, in Fire Emblem, uh, in three houses, you get access to a special room that gives you extra, like, gifts and items every day. Um, and I think you get more depending on the more that you scan. Uh, in Animal Crossing, it can give you different villagers that show up on your land. So, like, my wife bought a whole thing of the ones for Animal Crossing and did the same thing with that. So, like, she was like, I want this person. So instead of spinning the wheel and making seeing who shows up and then, yeah, making the deal... You make the deal with Amazon instead, and you get the little cardboard guys, and you scan them. Um, or you can be a shill and pay for the actual statuettes, and um, you know. Also, have, have a collectible. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cool concept. I, have, I think. Yeah, I have four of the actual Fire Emblem collectible amiibos. I'm staring at them right now, uh, over my computer monitor. And I have them because I like them as characters from the game, and I like having, like, the figures. Like, I have plenty of other collectibles, and I just want them as the collectible, to be honest. Um, now, is it possible for me to get all of the ones to get all of the things? Not unless I want to shell out, like, $100 per figure for super rare ones that I can't find. Um, so it's a great alternative to be able to spend 5 bucks and get the little cardboard tiles. So. Um, I don't know. It's It's... A gimmick. <laughs> it's a gimmick. It's the same as Skylanders, really. But, um, I don't know. As a collector, I'm not offended by it so much. I think I was very offended by it when they first came out. But the impact they have on games is also fairly minimal. I, I think that's just a, a symptom of us getting old and not liking change. And seeing everything as a shill until you try it. And then you're like, okay, 
I, I think there's a part of me that's very mad about the mass monetization of everything to do with video gaming. Whereas when we were kids, you could like buy a game and it was done. Well, and yes. like that whole mass monetization thing was saved for Pokemon cards and magic cards, which I also took part in as a kid, but it was like reserved for that physical space and you had a physical good. And with Amiibos, there is a physical good attached to it, but the price is variable and it's rare and sometimes they'll get jacked up. And, you know, that happens with magic cards too. But, um, you know, with anything that's digital content, it's like, uh, just stop, stop gating me, bro. Stop gating me, bro. Give me the loot, give me the loot packs or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've I've ranted about that like fifteen million times on this podcast. But. Yeah, I and it's still better than um, any like gotcha mechanics. So, sure as hell is. <laughs> yeah, as someone who spent a lot of money on that once and never again. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, I it's interesting too. Like with my guilt about Madden. Uh, I actually took a look at my stats on Madden earlier, and I have something like almost 180 hours in just this version of Madden. So it's kind of, you know, and there's still plenty of time to go before the next version comes out. But I have a hard time not justifying my purchase of the game when I'm spending so much time playing it. Um, so I... I just kind of shrug at it, and I know I'm getting more than my money's worth out of it, even though it's still kind of a you-should-do-better Madden uh, kind of situation. Um, and the Bears made a big trade uh, over yesterday, actually, as we record this. So I think that kind of got me wanting to play more as well. So, yeah, it, it happens. It ebbs and flows. And I really just hope... Um, another game can recapture my interest the way that like midnight suns did so uh anyway uh, i'm also just drinking water because i didn't mention that before um we don't really have a topic as usual we're just kind of rambling about video games as we do so if any of you guys have anything to chip in and, and mention that's fine um, but the one thing I, I kind of was thinking about, and Fleming, you mentioned playing a little bit of Sons of the Forest. I, I think it's interesting. We've kind of been hyping up Sons of the Forest for years at this point, and I think we all bought it, and we've, like, not played it. <laughs> I, to me, it's because Symptom of old, I want to play it together. Yeah, me, me too. And But it's me too. as is evidenced by the sporadic nature of just the podcast in the past few weeks, the four of us haven't been able to find time to get together for an hour in about a month. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you consider that it, when we play games, we tend to play for more than an hour. So, yeah. you know, especially for something that we're excited about, like Sons of the Forest, we all want to be able to get together and play it for like three to four hours. And boy, is that just hard. <laughs> That's just the hardest thing to try and figure out and organize. Yeah, it's it's funny, though, because I feel like it's the same sort of addictive tendency, because once we do, we're going to want to do it more. Yes. Which will feed into us doing it more and making it happen more easily. I agree. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's, 
<laughs> is it bad to relate it to drugs? We just need to take the first hit. Yeah, we and need to get that's to <laughs> all. That's also another problem, though, because I think we all know that that's going to happen. We're like, Shh, yeah, I don't <laughs> like. We're gonna try and find the time to devote to it. It's gonna be like those memes where it's like, I can't actually fit all those things in, and then you're like. But maybe if I only sleep for four hours tonight, <laughs> yeah. I can play yeah. Sons of the Forest and tomorrow will be shitty, but I'll have a fun night. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I can't either. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, with work, I couldn't do that. I can do it on a Friday or Saturday, but during the work week, oh, God, that'd be awful. I also have trouble because, like, all three of our jobs are computer-based jobs. So when, like, the end of the day rolls around sitting for too long... You know, it's really tough, so I try not to sit for a few hours um, and just kind of get up and move or try different positions. So, yeah. I sit right here all day, every day. My work is there. <laughs> My fun computer is here. I stop there. I spin the chair to look at this one. That's it. Like, it's, I don't know. There's something about it, too, where it's like, I am in the den. <laughs> Is it full of sorrows or joy today? I, I'm not sure. All you gotta do is flip the switch. You swip, You flip the switch from work times to fun times, and that's it. There you go. Yep. I, I gotta get, like, some LED lights or something, and I'll just set it to, like, red for work and blue for fun or something like yeah. that. <laughs> just... I'll push. I'll have a button that I can push. It's just like party time, and it'll play like a something on the. It'll play celebration. <laughs> celebrate. And all the lights are like changing colors. Like that's the end of the day, <laughs> like the work day for you. You just you press the button. Yeah, and on the on the weekend it goes into turbo and it plays Sandstorm. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, just like thinking about social gaming in general a couple let me i can pull up steam right now a couple uh probably months ago at this point megan and i had free time and we're like oh let's play a game together just you know for funsies i was like oh megan you've never played portal 2 let's play portal 2 so we we were doing portal 2 co-op that was already five months ago and like i want to go back to it and keep playing it together the, just the two of us it's hard enough to find a night yeah let's play a game for a couple hours it's honestly it's depressing that well the this all just goes back to the fact the american economy is just taking advantage of the worker and the proletariat must be abolished well, uh, that goes without saying of course but, <laughs> like, i think i meant the bourgeoisie the proletariat is the worker yes. uh, just before anyone calls me out on that and it's not even like you know i have very internalized capitalism if it wasn't evident from the fact that i do a fucking podcast and i'm like i do screenshot let's plays and like i want yeah i have fun doing it obviously but sometimes There's nothing wrong with that but sometimes i also <laughs> get burnt out by it i'm like no one reads this shit anyways and blah 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 maybe i should just give up and that's when i take a break for a little while because i'm like i'm not having fun anymore <laughs> So listen, if you really if you want the views, you can always review Nightwish songs on YouTube. Oh, dude, just <laughs> Oh god, PTSD. There's, it's it's two it's two sides oh. and I I totally feel you with it too because I mean this is and we could talk about this a little bit too, like Twitch streaming. I tried very briefly when i was still on that gotcha junk shooting it straight into my veins to do twitch streaming with that and you would find like 
a handful of people that would show up because you're starting out and you can keep trying to stick with that and cultivate a base, but you have to put on such a show all the time. Um, and man, it just burns you the hell out. Uh, and then you can take a break, but are you going to still have that fan base? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to have have those five people that showed up? You, you never get to six if you don't keep five. That's the that's the problem. Yep. I mean, especially with like live streaming, it's just it seems like the uh, the audience attention there is fickle. Well, and also if you are not in the like point oh oh one percent, you are not making yeah. as much like enough money to truly have a a good career or any like, money doing that <laughs> or any money also, honestly. But yeah. My my boobs are far too manly to just attract the right people. Well, I'm, no, like you if, know, you were, if you were, if you were, I don't even know who's a big streamer anymore. I know Shroud was, a, and I think still is a big streamer. Um, like he made like over like millions of dollars, but that's because every time he turned on his stream, no matter what game he was playing, one he was usually pretty good, but two he would make like. You know, he would have thousands of followers, all with subscriptions and giving donations and stuff. And I'm just like watching these people going, I, I don't judge them. I judge the people that are like sitting there just feeding them this like money and stuff. And I'm just like, why? Like, I don't I don't get it. I, I honestly you, don't. But it's like a cult. I guess it is. I mean, c- come at me, streamers. But it's you have to. You really have to cultivate a, a cult of personality because mm-hmm. you have to make people want to like you, want to follow you, want to believe <clears throat> in you, and give you their hard-earned money t- just to watch you play video games. Yeah. Or because you you your reaction to what they say through like the Twitch uh, speak thing um, is is funny to you. Because I know, like, yeah. Artosis with his streaming, um, obviously he had a lot of people fo- uh, watching him, but whenever they did, um, or whenever someone could, they would try to sneak through Mario Erotica. And, <laughs> and uh, yes, that was oh, a big thing. That's, that's um, good timing since it's Mario Day while we're recording this. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Wow, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's... Um, <clears throat> it, it's... Uh, it, but it's not Mario Day. It's the 11th. Yesterday. Yes, no, yesterday was Mario Day. Shit. Mar- well, you I'm know what? So confused. Now Amber is the color of my energy. So fucking deal with it. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I was when you said it. I was like, wait, no, it's the 11th. That's not Mario. What is he talking Sorry. about? It's Mario. Now it's 3:11 day. Investigate 3:11. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to what I was actually trying to say. Yeah. So like they would so they would Mario do like Mario Erotica. Erotica and like the other stuff and just like just to like. Because they wanted to like get other reactions in the chat, and I just I don't get it. I'm I just I'm not part of any of those communities. Like I streamed for a little while, and usually it was just one or two people that were my friends, and then Me. some people were like this guy sucks, and yeah. you know that was it. It was kind of funny because I was pretty decent, I felt like, but you know it's just yeah. Better unless you were that person, and even like sucky pe- like players. So like I know um, what was his name? Uh, Tim the Tatman. I don't know if you guys ever heard his name before. He nope. was a pretty popular streamer. He's not that good of a player, at least all the games that I can think of when he played. Um, but he just had this like personality that people wanted to watch him. Okay, I don't know. I don't, like... Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. You, you have to put on a show. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the game. The game is like four percent of the experience. Yeah. And it's it's all cults of personality. Otherwise, and mm-hmm. 
Man, I, I don't know about you guys, but it has been a learning experience coming around into the uh, the new age of social media, you know, streaming, YouTube, all this stuff. And hey, we're out here doing a podcast and we're putting ourselves out there this way, but we're talking together as friends and then we're just kind of like shooting it out into the ether and saying like, hey, you guys might enjoy this too. And if you do, we love you. You're awesome. Um, but we're talking as friends, right? Mm -hmm. We're not interacting with strangers uh, mm -hmm. or trying to be in front of a big group of people. And I think to me, that's really been uh, eye-opening uh, to my own introversion, uh, which I don't think I was super aware of, like when we were in college or, you know, coming out of that time. So like over the last 15 years or so, um, whether I've changed in terms of the way I interact with the world or just in terms of understanding myself, I have come to realize it wears me down to try and be in that sort of uh, external engaging space. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Like when you and th this is not to beleaguer anyone who's trying to make it in the YouTube sphere or the streaming sphere, because fuck, I've tried multiple times before being like, eh too much effort not enough return but like when you watch those videos and people are like oh hey guys welcome to the show <laughs> and then it's just like that that can't be you like that's not you genuinely i am a a, a fairly introverted and calm person you know, you guys have seen me get worked up about stuff, like when we argued about Final Fantasy VII Remake or whatever. As Tom mentioned, at one point I was doing YouTube reviews and some people really enjoyed how I was, you know, not putting on a show and just kind of being like, yeah, this is, you know, this is just how I talk. I don't, I'm not gonna fake like, holy shit, that's amazing. I'm just like, yeah, I thought that was really good, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just very, I, I don't want to fake a reaction and some people do enjoy that but for the most part a lot of people really want that over the top because it kind of when people are looking for something they they want to have a reaction to it so if someone's like yeah that was awesome the people who are who like the thing that they're talking about will be like yeah that was awesome or if someone shits on something, it's the reverse, where in terms of me saying like, I thought this was pretty good, but it's not for me. People are like, yo, you just don't fucking understand it. You're dumb. But <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm not listening to Nightwish anymore because A, I don't enjoy it, and B, your fans are assholes. <laughs> Take that, a, Nightwish. I think it's a two, two things. One, uh, I think we've hit a point of... Um, maturity that we like for example the podcast like as long as as long as i feel like we haven't said something that's offensive that you know 10 years down the road someone's gonna find because i'm this type of person in this position and it's like my dream you know to be in that position and someone finds it and then tries to cancel me with it like i don't care what i say on the podcast like so i didn't like final fantasy 7 remake whatever I didn't, but I also played the original, so there's that too. <laughs> but um, I think that's part of it, so the maturity aspect. And then I think all three of us, I would personally rather just not be successful but still be myself versus, you know, I, I see all those people that, like you said, are, are on YouTube, on Twitch, just, you know, putting out these reactions or whatever, and I'm like, you're, like, that's that's not how you are outside of this and i'd rather people just see, like i think people are searching for authenticity they just it's just that 
if you are going to be authentic, you're going to have a very specific audience to your material. Whereas if you, for example, let's say you edited your videos differently, Pinto with Nightwish, and like the first thing that like you edited in was like 10 seconds of you going, this thing sucks, this is the worst thing ever. You're gonna get a reaction immediately from all the fans. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna get a reaction, you're gonna get people like wanting to know why you thought it, and if they like them or they hate them, they're gonna agree and or come after you on it, but then you're still getting the viewer and that's all you care about. And like, that's not you, that's not what you wanted. You wanna be like, hey, I'll try it out. Uh, it wasn't for me, okay, you know, moving on. And like some people obviously engage with that in that case, but I think if you did that with other bands too, you would get more viewers, but that's not how you want it. Like, that's not how you want to do your show for a lot of description. If I don't like something, and I make it a point to say I don't like something, I'm not going to continue watching something I don't enjoy to try and make myself popular. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that's... that's what it comes down to, man. Like, I, if I don't like something, why am I going to, to put time into it? Well, that's called being a reasonable adult. It's also called being a respectful human being because you know that you don't like it, but other people do. So you're not watching it just to piss those people off by offending their sensibilities. And that's and that's good. By the well, way, one of the titles of this episode is going to be Night Sucks. We'll, and I'm going we'll, to tell you why. We'll get the listens on this one, oh, baby. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> hi, YouTube. How you doing? <laughs> People are going to be like, I, I watched your videos seven years ago and I knew you were never going to be popular. And this just proves <laughs> it. I've actually gotten those comments before. And I'm like, damn. Wow. I mean, I've gotten, Thanks, I remember Jagoff. when I was Twitch streaming and stuff like that. And I screwed up like a micro of one blink stalker. And then like, you know, the re reaction was like, Whoa, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, it was, I screw up sometimes. I'm not perfect. I'm not playing. Like I'm playing this at night because I'm bored and I have nothing to do. And because I wanted to stream it so people like you could watch it, you know, because you guys don't get to see my first person point of view and don't get to engage with me. It was fun to do it that way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I never really got into that world. And I think that it's probably for the best because, yeah. you know, you, you get all these kind of react, like you almost have to cater to the, the masses because if you don't, you're not going to be successful enough to survive you know economically if that's like I, your ultimate goal i i think if you're genuine you can win over time but mm -hmm. if you're gonna be genuine and you need success immediately it's it's not possible at this point mm -hmm. i mean the the internet just favors extremes too much and I, I think that's you see the hate in the comments love in the comments that's the the white knights because their love just becomes hate against other people and then uh in uh, i can even think of you know the splash images that a lot of creators use on youtube videos will all almost always uh now have like some sort of reaction face oh, where it's like yeah that no that's barfing that's or, very real the that's like yeah. the algorithm where people are like if yeah. you put in a reaction face it will entice people to click more on your video uh personally it entices me to do the opposite but you know <laughs> it's i like, i am you know I'm just not the target audience, which is it's fine. Like the NVIDIA 5090. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. It's like, oh, oh my God. face. Yeah, it's like, yeah, stop. Like Linus Please Tech Tips stop. does it a lot. I mean, even Game Grumps does it. It's like, man, just... 
I, I wish it weren't like that. Uh, yeah. I wish you would actually have to read the flap on a book instead of just seeing a picture of a man pretending to be Edvard Monk's The Scream. <laughs> um, and, but that's the world we live in right now. I, I don't like, <laughs> but I just don't understand. Like, I don't think uh, you mentioned Linus Tech Tips. Everyone that listens to this podcast would probably know who that is. And if not, you search it, you'll find it. Um, He's great. I love Linus yeah, Tech Tips. Yeah, and like he's got plenty of audience at this point and it's kind of one of those where it's like do you need to do that you put up a video you are almost certainly going to get millions likely of views on that video and i know you're running a business i know you've got like 100 plus people working for you at this point but got got to keep growing like well, it's just got to keep me, growing it just i don't think that the face reaction thing is the reason for success but because they've been doing it for so long they're like afraid to stop doing it and yeah. and like if they stop doing it then suddenly it goes away and then everyone's happy because those faces are all over youtube and it's the most annoying thing but i've also it's... sorry i've also gotten into a habit with youtube of watching like very um plain i'm going to describe it as very descriptive but like plain videos so for example i talked about this one before and i have to talk about it again the uh dog fart cat puke I love it. Damn it! I was just about to ask I about it. it. I was going to bring that up as a joke, and I no, didn't think I actually that's where you seriously were going. love it because because here's the thing: you click on that video, and what happens? A dog farts, and then a cat pukes, and that's the video. And then like, uh, there's another one that I, let's just say you know, Obama soda. Yeah, deer running through the woods. It's literally a deer running through the woods, and then you know, another one's like you know, horse uh, take a uh, horse kicks a tree and then farts his w- and runs away, and that's what happens. A horse kicks a tree, farts, and then runs away. And I'm like, so these are the perfect videos. That's what you like. You don't want a BuzzFeed video where it's like, you yeah. know. 10 reasons your girlfriend's gonna leave you. Number mm-hmm. seven will make your dad shit your pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that my dad shits my pants. Who That's put sad. shit in my pants? Dad! <laughs> dad! <laughs> dad, what did you do? Sorry, son. Sorry, son, your girlfriend's gonna leave you, you bitch. You smell like shit. Get out of my face. <laughs> it's because I shit in your pants. <laughs> but yes, I like... Excuse me, I like, uh... Recently on YouTube, my favorite thing is to find those videos that are just like, you, whatever the title says is exactly what happens. It's like 45 seconds long. It makes me laugh. And then I move on to the next one. What you see so, is what you get. That's what yes, you Yeah, exactly. So I've been really liking yeah. those recently. So you must really like movie trailers where they show you exactly what happens in the movie. So you don't have to go see the actual movie. I don't really watch movie trailers though so oh. i don't really watch movies yeah i mean I, i'll just say that i don't belong in either of these camps so yeah. yeah we we end up watching like weird korean shows that are on netflix oh like squid games squid games is good and i hope yeah, that's squid game there was when that shit came out i was working in a restaurant with mostly teenagers and they were all talking about the squid game and boy did i feel old it's like what is squid what the what is i don't it's a game where you throw care. squids. There, no, it's the it's <laughs> um, shit. What was the name of that um movie with the Japanese kids on the Battle island? Royale. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. It's kind of like Battle Royale. Yeah. I know what it Except is now, they, Tom. Thank you. Oh, oh, I thought you said you didn't know. I no, was like, oh, I said right. I felt I I did I didn't at the time, and it made me feel old. It made me feel like time was passing me by. Okay, but 
But I mean, like, there someone actually made like a video game adaptation mm -hmm. called Crab Game, which I've watched videos of, and actually it looks quite fun. Mostly because you don't actually die in it. Oh well, that's not fun. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, mean, it's not like the dude who invented the VR headset created one that could actually oh. fucking kill you if you die in the game. <laughs> a apparently, that was a statement piece. I. I remember reading that it was like some sort of artistic statement, but yeah, still terrifying. I mean, they made the euthanasia coaster. No, they're, they've talked about making the euthanasia coaster. I don't think they've actually what? made it. What the hell is that? It's a roller coaster that is designed to uh, put you to sleep permanently. Uh, seven loops each uh, getting smaller and then the G's basically force your body to shut down. Why would you ever do that? Ah, man, let's not get into the ethics of euthanasia on our video no, I mean, game like, podcast. E even, even if you're pursuing euthanasia, like, why would that be your preferred choice? I don't know. I hate roller coasters. And if Megan were here, she'd back me up. But I, I like roller coasters, but I wouldn't want to die on one. Also, Meg Shit, let me just go to sleep. I don't want to have to do it at a theme park. Yeah, Megan's not here to defend herself, so I'll tell the story that the last time we went to an amusement park together, uh, we were both coerced into riding roller coasters. Uh, I screamed like a little girl, but didn't want to curse because there were children sitting behind me. So I yelled things like chestnuts, and uh, <laughs> Megan cried and also lost her glasses. So oh, no. Oh yeah, don't wear your glasses on a roller coaster. She wasn't, that. but they fell out of her pocket, and we had to like go searching for oh. them underneath the tracks. I leave them on, in the little locker. Yeah. So, uh, uh, roller coasters, uh, number one, they can kill you if built correctly, as we've all played Roller Coaster Tycoon before. And mm -hmm. number two, yep. um, don't like them. Yeah, ju just in case we need further backup on that, uh, my wife has a work contact who had a daughter become permanently disabled around age 18. Oh, God. Uh, from a roller coaster accident, which was very thrilling. And on one of our first dates, uh, we went to an amusement park. My wife went on some roller coasters and threw up all over the place <laughs> before we could get off the roller coaster. So actually, we were just talking about that earlier today, and I was like, I, I realized right then and there I had a choice to either love this woman forever or, or end the relationship in short back. order. And uh, we know how that ended up, at least. So good choice on my part. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. It was it was very uh very interesting. So I still like roller coasters for the record. I, I just don't want them to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like roller coasters and I also don't want them to kill me. Fair. A fair point. I I would actually I kinda wonder, um taking this topic in another direction. Um we've played around with Planet Coaster. Has there been any, like, VR input into Planet oh, Coaster? Oh, God. Oh, just uh, thinking about it makes me queasy. <laughs> I don't believe so. I know you can do, like, first-person watch it, but I don't know if they put that for VR or not. I mean, that just... I'm just putting it out there. Whoever makes that game would be a great idea because there's a lot of VR experiences where yeah. you're basically just riding theme park rides. And uh, I think that would work out very well if you kind of build your own in Planet Coaster and then enjoy it in VR. Yeah, I think I've mentioned enough on the podcast, but my quick thought would be I do not like VR kind of experiences. 
So well, optional. I, I know it's optional, but I'm just saying. So I haven't looked to see if one exists because if one does, I don't care. Fair. <laughs> I mean, all Tom does in VR is play craps. So that's true. It's very true. <laughs> like way more often than I should. <laughs> I, I actually I haven't done a lot of that this past week, but the week before I did a lot of that. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of children who play that game. By the way, uh, it's like this is an eighteen and over experience. Then you'll hear, "Fuck your dad! I'm gonna beat you at blackjack." I mean, <laughs> like, what? Oh the, what? That's how all online gaming has been since the beginning of online gaming. So yeah. And it's actually it's very funny. Um, one night I was doing craps and there was a, a kid playing at the table, but he showed up. He sounded like he was probably like fourteen, fifteen, so not like three. And he was like, "Oh, how do I play? I don't know how to play." And they were like, "Oh, here, here's how you play." And he was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Oh, you guys are nice. Like even though I'm like a kid." And everyone was just like, "Yeah, you're not annoying. Like it, as long as you're cool and you're not annoying, no one cares." Like. Just don't be a dick. Like, it's not that hard. His mom didn't tell me I had to go to bed, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. I was thinking uh, I was thinking the same thing, Pinto, about the time the uh, the little kid played Daisy with us. I mean, I, that's when I started playing, like, MMOs, uh, I was 15 or 16, and I was playing with dudes who were, like, 20s, 30s, maybe older, and I was very well respected among the people that I played with because I didn't act like a jackass <laughs> like I tried to be nice and mature and understanding and not just hi I'm little Timmy I'm gonna shoot everybody now we go boy yeah so, but I think it's... little Timmy if you're listening grow up <laughs> I think there's certain games though that like don't lend themselves to playing like uh, with that kind of, you know, child, like I, yeah. I don't mind playing with someone who's like sixteen and like an Age of Empires, but something like Daisy, where it's like a little bit more slow paced and stuff like that, or like a that Counter feels, Strike, yeah, or Counter Strike is another one where like you have to cooperate. It's where there's like weird. a seventeen year old who just like. Yeah, no, not even 17. You go, like, 14, who just shits all over everything. You're like, just please stop. And they're like, hi, your KD is 236. I'm, I'm going to turn on my hack now. And they just headshot everything. And you're like, wow, I'm just going to stop playing this game for forever, I think. Just forever. Kids don't, kids don't have patience. That's the thing. So, like, any game that requires a little bit of patience or coordination, like, the kids are just going to flunk out <laughs> in like a weird way I'll just or they'll become great at things like call of duty and then piss on you for not being having the same sort of twitch reactions and stuff that they do i i just think it's as someone who played counter-strike when they were uh 15 to 18 and then 20 and then again from and then 20, 20 <laughs> 24 to like 28 i will tell you that the 24 to 28 was just a lot easier and like everyone that i played with was about was about my age too and it just made it a lot easier to be like oh well we can play till midnight and not have someone who's gonna you know screw us over we're not gonna uh, end up with a situation where we're all hopping on but this person can't play because their mom told them no like like and that's not because it's not because like we it's just like that stuff happens when you're under 18 and you're not kind of in control of your own life 
Uh, so it's just, it's tough. And like, it, it just isn't really, it doesn't make a lot of sense um, at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's the, man, there is a sweet spot right around college and just after college where you just have, you have enough of a job where you have to do the work for the job. But when you get back, you have enough time and freedom to yourself to set aside those gaming hours and then there's the time where you don't have that time to set aside those gaming hours which is kind of like where we live right now which uh, kind of sucks like i don't recommend anyone get in that spot it's but, also because hey, there's good parts yeah, you have to, too you have to but, grow up. but i I've, i remember when i was i don't want to grow up i'm a toys r us kid i remember when i was you know like i said about 15 years old and i was like i really would love a new computer and like i didn't have any money so i couldn't buy my own computer i forget who said it to me at this point probably someone who i was playing counter-strike with said to me like you know oh well like when you have time and you have the or when you have money you won't have the time and that's kind of where i feel yeah. like now like i have money i can spend to buy basically any computer that would be you know what i need multiple potential even too you know based on the fact that i'm a, i'm a dink you know or whatever dual income no yeah. kids like you have that time right now but like it's uh it's also like one of those where it's like, well, I don't have a lot of time, and like, is this really what I want to do in my thirties when like I could be doing other things too? So like, it, it gets a little bit tough um, to decide what to do with that, and like, you also know it's not necessarily the most like fiscally responsible thing to like go and and then also you start to apply like every dollar you make to how many hours you work to get that money too. Which, oh, that's the worst. You know, it's the hardest thing. It's like, ah, oh, I can buy a five hundred dollar like the best monitor out there. But do I really want to do that? Like, yeah, I would use it almost every day, but like, that took me like three days of work or ten days of work or whatever you know your own personal income is, dear that's, listener. That's me so, debating every day yeah. when I drive home if I want to get a taco or not. So, dude, like, I love Taco Bell ooh. now. I'm sorry. I know this is totally unrelated <laughs> to the podcast, but yeah, let's so, back around. Yes, please tell the story of your your love hate relationship with Taco Bell. Okay, well, short, short, and because we're at 50 minutes, but I just I needed to say it now, and anyone who's gone through this will probably relate. So I used to eat a fuck ton of Taco Bell with these two gentlemen in college. We also ate a fuck ton of Taco Bell we also... all together. It was a group effort. <laughs> yes, we did. There was a time that there was a time that Pinto talk about the party pack. That Pinto, and I, that Pinto and I bought a party pack, and for those of you that I don't there. go there, no, you were not there for this one, <laughs> where we bought the party pack and ate, ate six uh, hard shell, because they were all hard, of course, uh, tacos uh, each, and that was delicious. But anyway. And uh, painful. Yeah, it was a little painful, yeah. By the, by the sixth taco, I was kind of done. But... Um, Anyway, so there was one time that we got Taco Bell. I got violently ill. It probably wasn't based on the Taco Bell simply because no one else got ill from it, but I got ill. Um, it may have been from the sauce. That's the only thing that no one else got but me, so maybe that was it. But anyway, I got ill and uh, actually had to go to the hospital for that, and it kind of sucked, and I just I couldn't eat it. And then like I tried it in... I think it was like probably 2012, early 2013, somewhere right around there. Got myself a Crunchwrap, comes with a little side taco, and I ate it. And like, it was okay, but it was not anything good. And like, Chipotle was coming around at that point. So I was like, it's not as good as that. But then, you know, I, I didn't have it for a long time after that. But uh, my wife decided she really wanted Taco Bell. I don't even know how long ago it was. Not too long, maybe two months, three months. Do you guys remember? 
It was recent. I know that. Yeah. It, it, X months. Yeah. yeah, it was recent, and then it's been more frequent this year. Um, but we got it, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. And they were super fast. Like, they got my food in, like, four minutes to me. When I pulled up, there was never a wait. The, the price was super yeah. cheap. Like, I was able to get, like, yeah. the same amount of food that I felt like I could get at, like, uh, McDonald's, but I got more food, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, man. So I was like, That's oh. the Yum Brands promise. Yeah, it, it is the Yum Brands po- promise. So I... Uh, have really started liking Taco Bell, and now you guys made me want to go out and get tacos. So let's end the podcast. Back on that Taco Bell train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, now that that's settled, I think we can firmly say there is a genuine love of Taco Bell amongst the three of us. There and is. I think Megan would collaborate on that too. There, so. there was a time where Megan would text me like a couple times a week being like, Christy wants Taco Bell again. And I was like, I didn't think Christy liked Taco Bell and cheese. Like, it's the 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 cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Which they don't oh, sell, yeah, they don't sell them good. anymore, though, do they? they? Those were no, good. They're back. Oh, they brought them back. Yeah. Because uh, Amy uh, got some nacho fries, which were like, oh, I don't like. They were those. fries with cheese, but they called them nacho I, fries, yeah, and they were actually pretty good. Nah, no, you, I I do not care for the nacho fries. Yeah, I got those cheesy Fiesta potatoes. I will get those next Taco time. Taco Bell, sponsor us, for God's sake, <laughs> please. I, John, Jonathan T. Bell, come at Even us. We are... They gave us like a like a $10 gift card each every week. We will <laughs> open the podcast yeah. in sombreros every week for like a $10 gift card. Each. I will push We're a not sombrero picky. on Megan's tiny dog. It's clear. Yes. Alfie is close enough to a chihuahua. <laughs> Yoki. Yeah. That would be perfect. We'll pronounce Alfie with an accent. It'll be Alfie. <laughs> Perfect. Alfie Kiero Taco Bell. I love it. All right. So thank you all for listening. Um, I think we got a little a little personal on this. We kind of went a couple different directions, but um, hopefully you found some humor in it all, uh, some relatability. Um, if you'd like to check us out, offer some suggestions for any sort of concrete topic or even just a portion of a topic or just to say hi, um, tell us what you think of us. You can reach out to us on our many different channels found at joypadpod.com, uh, including our email, Facebook, YouTube, uh, any sort of other social media channels as well. Um, and that's about it. Does anyone have anything else to add? All right. Uh, Yokiro Taco Bell, stay joyful. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.